Welcome to Get Your Shoe Together, the photographer's podcast where we discuss studio, business, life, and keeping it all in line. I am Kira Derryberry. And I'm Mary Fist Taylor. Hi, Mary Fist Taylor. Hello, Kira Derryberry, on the podcast that is actually not sponsored by Gregory Daniel. Just want to make sure to <laughs> get that off the table. <laughs> Kira and I were joking recently that we have managed to mention Gregory's name in almost every podcast, or every podcast. And uh, anyway, just wanted to just get it off the table and be done with it. Well, I mean, he he did pay me like fifty dollars. Did he? <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna Venmo invoice him right now. <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't work that out. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, so you were just being nice. Oh, <laughs> I was just being nice. I was just giving credit where credit is due. All right. Yeah. Well, if anyone else wants to be mentioned, uh, you can uh, Venmo me fifty dollars to me in my Swiss bank account. Um, <laughs> yeah, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so I have to tell you something funny I, I realized um, I was at my guild meeting the other night and um, what I, I guess you know we I guess like I've been so frantic and there's been so much going on and um, I sat down with a, my friend AJ um, and we have dinner at our thing and he sits down and he keeps looking at me and he goes man you've lost weight you look good you lost weight and, and like my head right now I cannot take a compliment and my answer without thinking was no I think I'm just dehydrated oh wow like a raisin <laughs> like, oh, I, was I'm like, not... I was like I think I'm just shrinking like a dying flower like wow. shrinking yeah and wow I, <laughs> I bet he was like ah oh. it was so awkward Mary he was yeah. looking at me like huh uh, no hmm. I was just trying to tell you like you look you look good. You look like you look healthy. Like you've lost weight. I was like, no, I think I just, I think I'm withering. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just physically. You do look good. I told you the other day when I, I think we were FaceTiming. I was like, oh my gosh, you look skinny. You look awesome. Not that you have to be skinny to look awesome. This of course I meant not. at all. But um, I don't know if that was the other night when I was stuck in Dallas or <laughs> what that was. Well, you know, I just, sometimes, uh, sometimes it's hard to take a compliment. Do you it ever, is. I struggle you know, with that a lot. I know. And it's so silly and, but I can't, it's hard. To, it, if I get a compliment, it's hard to just say, thank you. Because yeah. I wanted to tell them why they're wrong. And why do I need to tell them they're wrong? They just went out of my other way to compliment me. And I, my immediate reaction is to tell them, no, 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 it's just, no, it's no. not that. No, I, you know, I mean, <laughs> It's, so it's an silly. optical illusion. You just think it that is. because. Yes. Or, you know, I, I great had a great meeting this week. I went and spoke with the San Antonio, Texas group. Gosh, shout out to those guys down there. I do love San Antonio, so that was fun. But um, it was an amazing group. Really cool. I mean, half the people raised their hand that they listened to our podcast. So, oh, hey. Super duper exciting. Hey, Texas friends. Yeah. And um, that was really fun. And they were like reciting the episode. So I knew they really legit like listened to it, which was really fun. But it was a really <laughs> great meeting. But, you know, some people come and say, gosh, I just, I love your work. Oh, no, it's not. Or I, you know, I think you're, you know, do such a great job or it's so inspiring. No. And my first reaction is to tell them that they're wrong. And I'm like, I just spent, why is it so hard to say thank you? I don't you? know. I don't know. Just say thank you and appreciate them going out of their way to say something nice and move on. But I I definitely struggle with it. I'm trying to be better. But you've pointed out to me hmm, a couple times. <laughs> I'm not very good about taking compliments or even if I have an idea sharing it, I'm gonna back it up with, but maybe that's just a really stupid idea. You and Audrey, our good friend Audrey Blanket, yeah. she's she's like you know that's not a stupid idea. Don't say that. Like, it's a great idea. And I'm like, I know. I don't know why I do it. I do it all the time. 
Yeah, it's like you're qualifying the idea with, look, it's like you're trying to say, you know, I'm not being arrogant or boastful that I think that I'm so smart that I have this great idea. When in fact, that's not, it's not about that at all. A good idea is a good idea is a good idea. No. Right. And like, and then you're like pooping on the idea before it's even, before you've even finished saying it. But I think there's something, I mean, I I think we're both a little self-deprecating. I, I I like to be self-deprecating. I don't like to be self-deprecating, but I tend to be self-deprecating to be funny. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and that's, that's part of my sense of humor is to make fun of myself. But isn't that actually self-deprecating? Isn't it self-deprecating humor? You're yeah. kind of hiding it or masking it with humor, but it's still self-deprecation. If you think it's still the same thing. Yes, of course. You know, and course. I don't struggle with it. So this is funny. Like I personally, I do, <clears throat> excuse me, but you know, I don't in the sales room. Like I have no mm-hmm. problem with, you know, my pricing or being very strong and not, you know, I don't struggle with it there. And uh, I would imagine you don't. Do you? Mm, no, I don't either. No, no. I feel like it's one or the other, though, because I feel like a lot of people that I run into that they say that that's where they struggle. Like I think they can take a compliment personally all day long, but you put them in the sales room and they start selling their work, they all of a sudden start feeling very insecure and not mm-hmm. able. So I, I wonder if there's a. I have no answer to this. I'm just throwing this out there, but I wonder if there's like a there's some sort of psychology between that because. Um, I, I tend to find people are one or the other. They're stronger in the sales room or selling their work. They have the value and self-worth there, but they don't outside of that shell. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a mask. I think I think it's kind of, I, I think all of these things are connected. I think the not being able to take a compliment and just say thank you or even confirm. Like right. my answer should have been, you know, thank you. Um, that makes me feel great because I, you know, I certainly, you know, it's okay to not feel that way. I don't think I actually have lost weight, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's nice of you to say that because that makes me feel nice, (laughs) you know, thank you. That would have been the right answer. Or in the sales room, you know, almost apologizing as a, and I think all of these are forms of not being able to control your like initial reaction to something. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're like, because you kind of have to put on the, um, business owner suit, like mm-hmm. when you go into any situation, especially with your clients. So it's, I, it's, I'm definitely not exactly the same with my clientele as I am with friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like I could be very honest and self-deprecating and silly with my friends, but I have to, you have to kind of put on your confidence suit mm-hmm. when you're meeting with these people. So sometimes it's really hard to keep that suit on when something happens in front of you and you can't, your reaction is the reaction of the person inside the suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. And, you know, let's like go right into today's topic about controlling our reactions. And mm-hmm. so it is hard. It's, it's not always easy. Um, you know, and it, I think there's a lot. I, I'm a big fan of, you know, that whole idea of, you know, emotional intelligence. And I feel like controlling your reactions is very much directly related to your emotional intelligence. And that could be a lot of things because some people's initial reaction is, um, you know, is self-deprecation. But some people, mm-hmm. it's empathy or sympathy. Or some people, and depending on the situation, obviously, it could be anger or other more, you know, heightened emotions. Um, but it's kind of having a really good, you know, emotional intelligence. You have to have a great IQ, but you also have to have a great, you know, EQ as well. So I think it's it's very, you know, they're very connected. Um, and obviously, it really depends on the situation, um, you know. But I find that, you know, my first reactions are not always the best. Now, I'm a, also a big fan of following my gut. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, if something's not working, I'm just going to quit. Or if somebody's mean, I'm just going to want to be mean back. Or, you know, 
it's I, I jump too quickly and controlling your reaction is so important in a small business. <laughs> it's incredibly important, but also, you know, I think another one of those reactions is um, to, to apologize for everything. And ah, I think this is especially yes. big with women. Yes. We know that it is. I mean, I think there's studies on it that women yeah. are like just constantly apologizing for mm-hmm. stuff. Um, you know, I was talking to my mom the other day and she's so, you know, Jana Dodge is the sweetest lady ever, but like, you know, I'm, I'm telling her about something that's stressing me out. And she just keeps saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, you know, feeling sympathy for somebody is one thing, but then it just starts to develop into, um, well, I'm sorry, I wish, you know, I, I should have been at your house or I should have, I, you know, she's like apologizing for things that she did not control and has nothing to do with, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I do that too. I, I have to like watch myself, you know, I'm sorry, I should have called you. I should have done ah. this. Or I you know what I mean? And. And uh, and Kevin called me. Kevin texted me earlier today. He's actually at a board meeting um, where one of my clients is, and the client said, um, "Oh, I keep waiting for your uh, your wife to call me to uh, set up a holiday session." And he was kind of making a joke, you know what I mean? And my impulse was to be like, I couldn't I couldn't react fast enough. Like Ian was, I mean, Ian uh, Kevin was making a joke to me that he was just having a fun conversation with him, and he was like, "Oh, I keep expecting your wife to call." I mean, it was like not. It was just yeah. a you know, not a big deal. And my, my immediate reaction was panic. Right. What do you mean? What do you mean? I've sent emails. I've done. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> you know, wow. and, and, and like, oh God, well, tell him I'm sorry. Tell him I'll call him. And Kevin's like calling me at lunch and saying, this is today. And he's saying, I was just kidding. I mean, like we did have this conversation, but it was much more tongue in cheek yeah. than this. It was not, he was not being serious. I'm yeah. sure you can reach out, but it's no needs. And he's not mad. Yeah. I was just making <laughs> a comment. That's me not able to control that initial reaction. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and and um, I think I think it's really hard because you you get we get inundated with things that are sort of like meant upsetting instantly all the time, and yeah. how you react to that publicly really, really, really <laughs> sizes up how you're going to do. It is so true, and you know, but you brought up an interesting comment. And I don't know, but there I think there's a difference. So, for example. You know, this week, you know, a friend of mine reached out with something that was that, you know, they were really struggling with. And my first reaction is, oh, man, I'm so sorry you're going through that. And I am very sorry they're going Mm -hmm. through that versus, oh, I'm so sorry. And then, you know, offense. But what you said or whatever, I I, should have called you sooner. I should have done this. Well, now you're trying to accept some of the blame or you're putting yourself in the situation. That's Mm -hmm. a very different reaction at the core of it. Because I think when you say to somebody, I'm so sorry this happened, meaning this is something beyond your control. This is not something that the lab screwed oh, up yeah. for your client. But for example, you know, if my kiddo, if Alex calls and says, oh gosh, I had a really bad run-in with um, my professor. I would say, oh, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. Versus, oh, I'm so sorry. I, w- I should have called you this morning and given you a pep talk and then made it, you know, you made your day better. Well, yeah, now I put no, myself in her situation, and now I'm a part of it. And that's not fair to the person that's hurt, right? That's not fair to that person because they're like, hey, 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 let's not make this about you. Circle back <laughs> around to me. You know what I'm saying? There is a big difference. So we all have those people there's in our a, lives. 
There's a huge difference. And, and, you know, and then at that point when, when they're like, oh, I'm now you as the person, let's say it's me, (laughs) you, now I have all this guilt that now you feel bad that you were trying to console me and failed somehow, even though I didn't ask you to do that. And oh my God. It's a (laughs) circle. And then Josh knows, I mean, obviously Janet Dodd meant nothing but the kindest, most awesomest thing in the world. But now you're like, well, no, mom, it's okay. You didn't have to be here. But now you're feeling bad for, you know what I mean? So we have to be careful because I think we think, oh, I'm saying I'm sorry is such a wonderful thing to say. But it actually, when you think of it that way, you're causing that person more, more strife. (laughs) <laughs> and more, um, you know, it's it's more negative than positive. But, you know, how do you comes- handle it? How do you handle this? So how, what is your initial reaction to um, uh, uh, something on social media? And, and I'll use this as an example. So a good friend, a friend of ours, been a long time, has opened a new business. And I saw this post the other day and I thought he handled it so beautifully. And... Uh, competition or competitor, it seemed like as soon as he opened the new business, there were two brand new user reviews. Okay. One star, really ugly reviews, oh. right? So instead of my friend kind of going, you know, bananas, which I feel like I might have on this whole thing about these fake reviews, he said, wow, you know, you try really hard, you open a business. Um, hey, friends, those of you who support us and love us, would you mind giving us some real reviews. Right. And he goes, I'm not being sour grapes over this. If you look at it, these are two brand new users who opened an account and closed it immediately. They're no longer users. And they reviewed us two days before we even opened. So these aren't even legit reviews. Right. But no one's going to take them down. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm helpless in this. And just invited his clients to help him out and give him good reviews. And I'm sure he got them. But I thought, wow, he must have taken a minute. <laughs> And like ask for some divine intervention or some wisdom or guidance within or elsewhere to write that very nice note. But do you think that most people just go knee jerk? Yeah. You know what? It's funny. That's, that exact scenario happened to me about eight years ago where mm. somebody wrote a fake review. Right. And um, I wish I had handled it the way that person did. <laughs> what a, what, but I mean, I didn't publicly do anything. What I did was drive myself insane, pouring through my past clients, like one by one, trying to remember if this possibly could have happened. You know what I mean? Uh, like, the, yeah. With mine, it was like they had um, they left kind of a specific review about a mini session, and but it, but it really didn't make any sense. Like right. it didn't add up to anyone specifically, and it couldn't really match anyone. But I must have spent a week, yeah, being upset and distraught and freaking out, trying to figure out who that possibly could have been, so that I could contact them and write it. Because obviously it was a misunderstanding if that was a true yeah. thing. And then finally coming to the conclusion that it was fake, you know, because yeah. I looked up the user and it was a brand new user, just the same situation, you know. But I caused myself so much anguish. I know. As a business owner, because of my not being able to control my reaction, the the right reaction was the one that your friend had, right? Which was, you know, maybe they were internally struggling, but they immediately combated that emotion, that emotional reaction, by an outpouring of of um, love from their client right. base. And it and there again, it's emotional intelligence. And I, you know, I I always feel like, and they say statistically, the biggest the, the business. The most successful business leaders, at least in the U.S., when none of them were at the top of their class as far as IQ, but they all rate very high with emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And it is, I think, controlling your reactions and being able to, okay, I need to take a breath. I need to take a beat. 
you know, it's got me feeling all the feels, but I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to underreact. You know, I'm going to control my reaction to whatever this is in the most positive, dignified, graceful way I can. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought that when I read it, I was like, oh, I wish I could, wish I'd used your business. I'd write a review, but I'm going to make a comment. Just what a sweet, just what a sweet way to handle an unfortunate situation because there just, there are, there's haters and there's competition and there's things and people out there who just like to say what they say and we have to handle it better. And actually a good friend and client of ours, I just was like on social media this morning um, and she she's a blogger and an amazing mom and a great woman. And she did this entire write up and she actually has a kid who's, who's um, transitioning mm-hmm. and she's been very open and honest about it. And she was talking about the cyber hate and that what a real thing it was and that she'd always heard about it and thought it was just kids to kids, but that she was going through it as an adult because mm-hmm. of her sharing her story and it just broke my heart. And I just said, yeah, it is absolutely real. But the only thing I can say is that, you know, for that one silly hater out there, remember, there's dozens to hundreds of people who either don't have a clue what's going on or they just love you so much. So you, we got to remember those people. So I have to think that's what we have to remember when we're about to react to something that's negative. Now, obviously, there's other reactions that are super positive. I mean, you know, reactions are all over the map. You know, we tend to dwell in the negative piece, but, um, you know. So, so I have a, because, because this is something that I actively work on, um, you know, cause I'm like a, I'm an angry crier, you know, like if <laughs> yeah. I get really angry, I immediately start crying and it looks uh-huh. like I'm really sad or like I can't, but I literally just can't handle being angry. And so my whole face explodes. And I'm an anxiety <laughs> crier. So if I get yes. anxious, I start crying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. yeah. Um, so what I do, I have a personal policy when I see an email come in from a client where there's any sort of, like, you know how you can sort of like yeah. pre-read? If there's any sort of complaint that happens, and it could be small, because I can derail off a of small. Mm-hmm. You know, I had um, I had one client, I did an, um, they were super, super happy with their headshots that I did. And then I did an exterior shot of their building. Mm-hmm. Um, that was part of what we'd agreed to do. And I had just sent them, I just finished the image and sent it to them and said, thank you so much. This was so wonderful. What, you know, um, I hope you enjoy this, you know, and I hadn't given them the choices like I had given them with the headshots. They, they were able to select their headshot. Right? right. I didn't really think they would need that for the building. Cause it's a building. It didn't you know? change expressions. Um, I didn't change expressions, but they did want to see some other options apparently. And the only thing he was really saying in the email was, um, Oh, hey, I just wanted to see if I could get a call with you because uh, we, I, I guess we misunderstood this and we were hoping to see some more options and maybe I can talk. And see, my brain mm-hmm. just went like an alarm went off on it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. They're There's unhappy. No other, they're unhappy. There's no other way that I can photograph this building. What other options do they want? I mean, and of course, I did take other angles. I just picked what I consider to be the best right. shot of the, you know, I didn't, I just didn't think about it the same way. And all they were telling me was, we want to be able to want to be the ones that make that selection. We want complete control over that, which is not a problem. It's right. really not a problem. But I gave myself, and this is the policy, I give myself four to six hours to respond to that. Okay. That's smart. I, I you know, because one, People don't deserve an instant reply. I mean, I'm, I, you know, you're. I can't stop everything that I'm doing to 
put out this, what actually is sort of a small fire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But also the four hours minimum gives me the ability to calm down for a second because my, ins- this was not a big deal, but you, you would have thought that they punched me in the face and told me I should quit. Right. <laughs> like over something. So I'm telling you, I'm embarrassed to even say how upset I was over pre-reading the email before right. even opening it. Right. Right. It and hadn't even so opened the email yet. This is just. Hadn't even opened the email. So that gives you an idea of my emotional level of response. But but so, but after reading it, um, you know, four hours later, really reading it and going, okay, okay. It's really not, okay. I could deal <laughs> really with It's really not that bad. I called him and I talked to him and he was like, hey, yeah, well, the partners were just unsure. We just didn't like this and, uh, you know, we didn't like this crop. It turns out that I think it was just the crop they were uh, un- unhappy with. And so they wanted, I gave them sort of a longer landscape crop, you know, that included more of the scene than they really wanted. Right. You know, and um, so I recropped it and I sent several different cropping options alongside several different angles. And um, and and that's all they were asking me for was just, somewhere, <laughs> you know, and it was fine. And was I totally fine. understand. I mean, but you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think the number one thing we have to talk about when controlling our reactions is not to react right away and not let those uh-huh. emotional triggers lead us down some rabbit hole that's going to be a huge mistake. So if you had, if you had replied right away, you could have come about it with, from this, you know, you know, oh my God, everything's on fire and I'm, you know, I'm, you know, frantic kind of place or my personal favorite and I'm being facetious because I don't like it at all is if there is something that someone who comes at it from a defensive place. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me is there as a customer, it's nothing more off putting than for someone to start, explaining to me why it happened. I'm like, okay, hey, we're not going to do this because all I need to know is how we're going to fix it. I'm telling you there's a problem. Don't start don't start defending the problem. And you didn't do either thing. But I'm just oh, saying no, no, those no. are both things that I think I've seen people do. And the, and the third and, and the most offensive thing is, as a small business owner, don't get on social media and start griping about it because someone's going to yeah. see it and that's going to, and I see that, more times than I can even tell you, people getting on their Facebook page griping about a business or a client. And I'm like, oh, what in the world are you thinking? That's a terrible idea. Terrible, terrible it's, idea. It's not a good idea. It's Generally, it's not a good idea for your business to come out. Uh, everything that you put on social media, unfortunately, I mean, as when you own your business, you're speaking on behalf of your entire business. Mm-hmm. So you better be sure that whatever it is that you're making claims about and whatever your stances are on things or whatever, you know, um, client you're putting on blast or whatever, you are not speaking as – it's not just Kira getting on there and just saying how Kira feels. It's Kira Derryberry Photography. The owner of Kira Derryberry Photography mm-hmm. is now is now embarrassing a client on social media because they disagree with them. Right. And then that next cl- – other clients might think, well, geez, I hope she never gets mad at me. Exactly. You know? Oh, no, I think and, you're exactly right. Because they're going to – I mean, that's that's what I would think. I'd like, ooh, that was harsh. I'm not going to – I don't want to use them. Like, who, you know what I'm saying? In other businesses, I mean, if I see them blast somebody, and you know what? Maybe they were dead to right. It still mm-hmm. is not cool to do it. So – just don't and don't be defensive and in this and let me ask you this so your client comes in they're picking up and they say oh i um there's a nick in the frame or there's a little ding on the album or something you didn't notice through production mm-hmm. do you immediately start oh well ups and or my lab or that you know no you know what no one wants to hear all that bs we're all so inundated and so daggone busy trying to sift through every piece of 
noise and, you know, messaging and everything that goes through, just go, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I did not see that. Totally my fault. I'm going to get this. You go ahead. I'll take this home. I'm going to get it replaced. I'm going to fix it. But the minute you start explaining to me why it happened and blaming everybody else, but not taking any responsibility, I'm done because, you know, I don't want to go to a restaurant and hear why it's Cisco's fault that Mm -hmm. the bread's stale or, or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Right. You want to hear something horrible that I said in a reactionary thing. And this is, this is early. Right. This is why we don't. Oh, we've all made these mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, guys, I'm just saying them out loud because I, I honestly, I have made a lot of mistakes. I still make mistakes. But these, a lot of this is from early in my career. I, um, I sold an album to a high school senior. It was like my first year in business. And it was a very expensive album. Mm. Albums aren't cheap. No, they're nice not. quality albums. But it was a really expensive album. And um, it was not, and I wasn't priced. I don't, I don't, I feel like I wasn't priced where if I replaced the album, I was going to like basically just lose my shirt on it, right. you know? And so, uh, but they, the mom called me and I either, I think, I, I don't think it was damage. I think it was an actual mistake that I made. I think I left an image out of the album, you know what I mean? Or put something and, in there twice. I've done or that. Or put something in there twice. <laughs> and here's what came out of my mouth. You're going to die. She said, she said, well, you know, the the image is missing that we talked about, and it was a really important image to us. And, you know, and my the first words that came out of my mouth were, but it was so expensive. No. I'm so dehydrated. I, <laughs> I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> no, I'm not skinny. I, I'm just dehydrated. Oh, man, Kira. This woman, it was so unprofessional oh, and silly. I know, but I feel ya. I feel ya. And, I mean, I literally was like, I don't know. I don't know if I said it because I mean I said it because it was the first thing that came to my head and I just spit that out. Right. But, and and I've since gotten better at that. But um, <laughs> it was as if I was trying to somehow make her feel bad. I wasn't actually trying to no. do that. But my saying that is like this is not her problem. And I immediately I remember trying to correct it. I never was able to repair that relationship. By the way, I I, I did right by her. I immediately I said, you know what? I'm so sorry. I will just replace the album. No problem. You know. And I remember delivering the album. And the and just getting this, it just was not friendly. No, you know what I mean. Like it was just a night. It was like thanks, you know. And I was like, okay, you're ruin welcome. That. Yeah, ruin that. We've all learned the hard way. We've all learned the hard way. I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I, that's a perfect example. And that's just there. That's just not controlling your reaction. That's you know just the first thing that comes to my mouth. And I'm so bad about that. Like you know, you spend a lot of time with me. But I mean, sometimes things will pop out of my mouth, and I'll look around and say, "Did I actually say that out loud? Was it just <laughs> in my head?" And you know, it, I, but I think the more mature we get, or the wiser we get, we understand that in our business we we can't do that. And you know, I think another piece is, and this is something I think we've probably seen a lot as well. So here's an idea, guys. What about this? You go and you hear. A great you go to the trade show at your state or imaging or you go to hear a great seminar or speaker and you're really inspired by the lighting they're using or like they're using a tripod or a light meter or something and for some reason you are talked into buying that those things because they're going to make you a better stronger more successful photographer you get home and you try to work with it for 37 minutes if that and it, <laughs> and you're frustrated and it's not, you're, you can't get the light modifiers to work right, or you can't get your exposure right, or you're struggling to stay on the tripod, or whatever it is, and you just put it over in the corner with all the other crap you bought, and it's stacked up, and you just 
don't go back because you're frustrated. That's another mm-hmm. thing we have to control. Like if you're committed to a more refined or more tailored portrait look or, or something, you know, you probably do need to practice with some of these things like, you know, really good lights or maybe a tripod, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I think we're, our first reaction is, well, it, it doesn't work. It's not working for me. It's but, not working for me. Screw it. Right. Yeah. 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 We yeah. Have the, I mean, we have those. I'll never forget one. <laughs> we bought, <laughs> we went to a school. I don't know what it was. And we got, we, we decided we wanted, needed to buy all these parabolics and all these things and got them back to the studio. And by our time in our tiny little studio, we tried to set it up and tried to one time, never again. And that was just such a waste of money, and, and it was so silly. And it was silly. We should we should have controlled our reaction and not bought them. Is what we should have done. But since we had bought them, we should have held ourselves accountable and actually used them. But we did not do that either. But you know, I mean, it's just hard. It's hard, and it's hard. I don't know. Yeah, I just I feel like so much of like this world that we're. I mean, I probably in any profession, but so much of the world that we're in, specifically in photography, and, and it's. And having to do all the things relies so heavily on our ability to keep it together mm. publicly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just keep it together to be cool. Because people mimic your body language mm-hmm. and your tone of voice. And even like you, you've, you've seen all those things where they say, yeah, if your arms are folded and crossed, like you'll notice that the person that you're speaking with will also do that same motion. They don't even realize they're doing it. But people naturally, instinctively match mm-hmm. Body language, you know? So if you're doing that in front of a client, they're going to match you with the same sort of resistance. So if you have defensive body language or defensive tone in your voice, they're going to match it with that sort of defensiveness, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, (laughs) I don't think that the gear is going to match you with the same form of defensiveness. But I do think that um, when you're trying to help somebody too, like when I've tried to help a photographer with the same sort of situation, like, uh, you know, I bought this new tripod or I bought these new parabolics and they're supposed to be the best thing ever. And then you're actually trying to help them learn how to understand it. If they don't understand it off the bat, their impulse is to take it, take their ball and go home. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is. It's like, I'm I'm leaving. I'm out. This, you know, because I think what happens is with equipment and different things like that, or, you know, technical, if it's, you know, your strength's not computer stuff or whatever, it's, it starts making you feel dumb. It makes it makes you feel like clunky and disorganized, and that's a very uncomfortable place to be. So, you know, if that's what we're talking about, controlling reaction, you need to don't you know the first time you're going to use something, don't whip that out in front of a paying client. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. practice with that. Practice on your you know your kids, your 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 cat, your you know whatever. Um, but practice it so that you get more comfortable. You know, because it's already hard enough. Like you said, keeping it together. I mean, who wants to be like, I, uh, you know, it's hot. I'm outside. I'm photographing a session. I feel like I'm 37 shades of red. I'm sweating. I feel, gr- you know, I feel gross anyway. I, I don't I don't feel put together. And now I'm struggling with my equipment, which could happen even if it's mm-hmm. by existing equipment. These, But, you know, I mean, you know, you got to be, you know, calm and cool. But, you know, we do struggle with that. We struggle with that, and um, I'll give you an example where I think I did it right. I'll stop just, you know, being self-deprecating and saying all the time. But I, here's where I, I think a time where I think I did it right. Um, I was at a shoot the other day with a family that I have photographed for four years. Mm-hmm. With beautiful kids, beautiful family, all the photos. They're, they're so good on camera. I mean, you know, you ever get those families yes. that just, like, turn it on. They turn on that dazzle the second the camera goes up. They all do, and they're so pretty. And I'm very fortunate to be um, able to photograph them every year. So this year— 
the dad, we're walking, and the dad looks over at me and he goes, I just hate this. Oh. And I went, I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm, 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 I'm lugging all this gear and I'm, we're walking, you know, on location somewhere. It's hot. And he's like, I hate this. I just hate it. I feel like this is a punishment. I feel like I just can't wait for this to be over with. He goes, I'm sorry. It's just that, like, I know we need to do it and I'm always glad that we do it, but I hate it. And it was pretty, Yeah. I mean, he said hate like seven yeah. times. And this is like four years of me photographing them. Yeah. And, um, and they're great clients, absolutely wonderful clients. And my reaction was, ah, buddy, no worries. I know I'm like the dentist. <laughs> but, you know, see, that's funny. You used humor in a really great way, though. That was your reaction. Yes. Yes. I Well, yeah, because well, I'm going to validate that you can feel however you want to feel about it. You know what I mean? But you understand that it, it, I knew that he understood that we needed to get it done and that he was right. happy that he did it. And then I handled it with a joke and... Well, you know what? We're just going to get you in and out real quick. Exactly. You know, like we're just going to we're just going to make it as painless as possible. But just like the dentist, we got to get it done. <laughs> you know? I love and, it. That's perfect. And he laughed, and we got it done. And he, you know, and then we mostly focused. I got all the family portraits done. You know, pretty much that he needed to be in. I got his portraits with the kids done first before mom. And I was just more mindful of the fact that he would really like to disengage from this now. (laughs) Right. And so I'm going to get him while he's at his best, which is at the beginning. It was almost like handling the the kid. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I was like, I'm going to focus on making sure dad is in and out as fast as possible. And he was happy. And then I got to focus on the kids and not worry about him standing around waiting, being bored. Right. It sounds like, yeah, no, you're exactly right. It's kind of like those of us who photograph weddings, and when you have to, we call the altar returns, you know, the portrait posed at the end of the ceremony. I mean, most of the time, even if I've done pre-stuff, we usually have some altar returns to do. So we're there, and it's always, you get the priest in and out as fast as possible, the preacher, those, mm-hmm. whoever officiated the ceremony, get them in and out. Because you know what? Odds are they're ready to get out of that. They're just ready to be done. Like, they don't mm-hmm. you know, sit around for the rest. And then you try to get the bride's parents or whoever host, is hosting the party out as fast as possible because— they're the ones that they need to, they're worried about the party, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I think dad's the same thing for us. We try to, you know, and you, if they have a really little kid, sometimes you need to get them done immediately. But, mm-hmm. but that's, and I don't know, I, I'm a mom. And I don't love it either. I mean, I get my pictures done. Let me be done. Cause I'm not loving it. If you kind of, you know, take your time to sense your, uh, understand your crowd. Um, mm-hmm. then, and re- yeah. And react appropriately. React appropriately. So that's a whole nother way mm-hmm. we can react. Same thing in the sales room, you know, like sometimes you'll get, if mom and dad are there or you start feeling the uncomfort level, this, <laughs> they'll say, I don't know. I mean, that just seems really big to me or whatever. And I was like, oh, well, you know, how big is your television? Is your television about this size? Like, and I'll show like a 24 inch. Or, oh my God, my television. Is, well, it's so much bigger than that. And I'll say, well, you love your family more than that, right? So it definitely should be bigger than your TV. Oh, you're the best. At- <laughs> and I'm telling you what, that'll shut a dad down in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's when they're like, ah. Uh. Because what are they going to say? They don't love their family? No. Um, but using humor in that way, mm-hmm. it makes them, mm-hmm. it's good, you know, because they'll giggle or, okay, I see what you're doing there. And, and I think owning it too, you owning it. Well, okay, I know. It's like going to the dentist. Still got to do it. So let's just get it over with. Unless you're married. Yeah. Well, senior boys are the same. Jessica does that a lot when the senior boys come in. She'll go, I promise mm-hmm. I'm only going to be about two, three hours. And you'll see their face just <laughs> fall. And she's like, I'm just kidding. If you cooperate, I'll get you out of here in less than an hour. You know, and they'll go, okay. You know, because they don't want to be there. Or they feel uncomfortable. 
But, you know, I think setting there, that's kind of our personality. So we use humor. Mm-hmm. Other people have other great ways of doing it. But, but that's a way to not just control your reaction. You're kind of controlling theirs or helping them control theirs by owning it and saying, all right, I'm going to work with you here. Let's move forward. Well, that makes mm-hmm. him feel better and heard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Yeah, and that, yeah, exactly. You're, and you've disarmed it. Yeah. You know, in that way, too. It's like, okay, we, you know, cat's out of the bag. You don't like this. Yeah, got you know? it. And, and honestly, I know that. Yeah. From photogra- photographing you for the last four years. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But And that's okay. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm happy that he values it enough that he really doesn't enjoy it, but he's going to do it for his family, you know? Um, and it's not personal. It's not you he doesn't like. It's not me. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not me. He just doesn't like having to go do it right every he doesn't look forward to it which is fine there's lots of things that we all have to do that we don't look forward to (laughs) this is (laughs) absolutely true this is absolutely true (sighs) but that being said i (laughs) am actually looking forward to the weekend and i'm going to get it started a little bit early today because i'm going to lucy's fall festival oh it's exciting it is. It is. So that was my way of saying we have a couple of things we want to do at the end of this episode. And yeah. Make sure we do well, it. I'm going to first give a little couple shout outs if you don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I missed these, so I want to make sure. But I want to just give a shout out to Daniela Weaver. She um, was talking about reading the Prophet First book and that this that our conversation on Prophet First a couple weeks ago was encouraging because it was slow for her and she kind of was like where you were. Um, but that maybe, you know, starting with that 1% and everything, mm. she's going to stick with it. Natalie Everett, um, just listen to the just listen to this book, meaning Profit First. And mm-hmm. uh, but the podcast really broke it down for me. Um, it doesn't make me feel like it's as as daunting. Um, and uh, then Audrey Wankett just gave us a huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in regards to our I think Creek so day. too. But I just love Audrey. She always gives us a couple of crazy words and she always is listening. I think she was listening in the car the other day and she was trying to decide whether she was going to bore her whole family with it or listen on earphones. And of course we were like, make everybody listen to it. Everybody. And make them like right in listen. and talk to us. How do they do that? Ah, well. Because they're going to do they that because they have prizes now, right? We have a prize. Well, first, okay. So first off, before we, uh, uh, we need to give away a prize. Let's do we it. have. Retouch Up has been so wonderful to offer us our very first real giveaway. Very first. Um, for this podcast. And um, they've given us a few things to give away. But to this week, we're going to give away a $25 gift card to Retouch Up. And I believe we asked you guys to follow us, share us, uh, subscribe to us on um, on the podcast thingies, and uh, write reviews, and subscribe to us on Instagram. And you've done those things. So we randomly selected... A member, and who is that person? Uh, Gretchen Ann Mura. Mura? M-U-R-A? Gretchen Ann New Orleans or Louisiana? Louisiana. Gretchen, you win a $25 gift card to retouch up. Thank you so much for your loyalty. You comment almost every week. We are so happy to have you um, as a listener. And um, thank you so much for supporting us. So we will get your, you need to send us an email and we will um, get you your gift card. And we have another giveaway from retouch up that we're going to do. How are we going to do that? Mary? Yeah. So um, since we talked this this week about controlling your reactions and we love to get your feedback hit us up either on email um instagram or facebook and you know just give us some of your thoughts on how um situations you've been and how you've handled it and we'll probably read some of them out loud but we'll do a drawing or something like we did here and whoever responds to controlling your reactions and sends us some great feedback we will do another drawing um probably it'll take about two weeks for us to do it get collect them and get them actually gone but we'll handle that 
So, and we'll read them and we'll read some of them on air. And, you know, I want to hear personally, I'd love to hear, I'm the one that just like laid out a bunch of like times I made myself look dumb. So I would love to hear the times that you made yourself look dumb with your reaction. <laughs> we didn't have enough time for all the times I've made myself have, look dumb. That's <laughs> not even an option. Not even an but option. But also the, also the ones where you, where you did it right, where you felt like you were faced with some sort of adversity and you could have done it, handled it completely wrong based on your initial reaction and how you handled it. We'd love to hear any of those stories. I think they're, it's encouraging um, to hear stuff like that uh, so that you know that you're not alone out there acting like an idiot. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. And um, I think that uh, you guys giving us that feedback, like I said, it helps all of us. Um, But uh, we just love, and it makes us, makes us, it makes us smile. It makes us giggle. We know that people are actually listening, but I think this is a fun topic today about controlling your reactions. I'm a big fan of Napoleon Hill, and I read a lot of the, you know, entrepreneur, they, they quote him a lot. And this was one of the topics they talked about last week. And I thought, oh, this would be a good one because we react to so much, whether it's in the sales room, in the camera room, using equipment, you know, social media, emails, mm-hmm. how our life filters into our business. Um, you know, we have to, we have to control it. Um, but I think we should wrap up or by saying, well, I want you to give them all the where to go stuff. But one of the things I think we need to remember is we also have to give ourselves a break. I, I talk about coming from a place of grace when we're responding to people and how we handle that. But you know what? Sometimes I think we just have to shut everything off, like your four to six hour rule, and give mm-hmm. ourselves a break and not and understand that it's okay for us to feel hurt or upset or be mad or you know offended. It's okay for us to feel that way. It's just there's a time and place to express it and who to express it to. You know, get on mm-hmm. email and email us your frustration or if you're sad, we'll we'll uh, we'll hit you back. That's not a problem at all. But um, you know, we have to temper that, and it's just the way it is. You know, but but also don't don't beat yourself up because you do get frustrated or upset because we all do. Trust me, I have called Kira in tears more times the past few months than I can count. Um, just frustrated either with my business or I was telling her earlier numbers being up or down and, you know, sales that didn't go the way I expect or people being mean or being a mom and just trying to raise children in this world. It's just, there's a lot. So give yourself a break. Don't, don't be too hard on yourselves. We all need a break. That's <laughs> for sure. Okay. So thank you guys for listening this week. You can follow us on Instagram at Get Your Shoot Together. You can follow us on Facebook at Get Your Shoot Together. You can email us all your stories and whatnot uh, to girl at getyourshoottogether.com. And you can subscribe to us on all the podcast thingies. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks, y'all. Bye.